Holy cow, ladies and gentlemen. I close my eyes for half a second and the whole world goes to crap. Well, let me tell you what I am keeping my eyes on at this point in time and then give you kind of the framework through which I am observing it. Um, the two things that have really caught my eye, and I haven't done a whole lot of digging into this yet, but these are just such big things that I think I need to let you know that I'm keeping an eye on them. And again, uh, how I am seeing them and kind of fitting them into the total framework of stuff. Global stuff. Uh, first thing I'm looking at uh, that caught my eye was the, the whole banks thing. Now, I... Uh, as my wife can tell you, am not uh, overly interested in financial type things. I kind of have a general idea of how economics works. Um, and so I don't know a lot of the technical type issues that are going on. Like I can tell you how inflation works. Uh, I can tell you how... Um, uh, interest rates work, that kind of thing. But I, I can't get into like, you know, I don't know a lot about the, the economic type things. Uh, I have not read any of Thomas Sowell's type uh, books on that. So, uh, just some things that stuck out to me about the banks. Um, and the first thing that popped into my head, actually, especially when uh, the Silicon Valley Bank went down, uh, two things actually struck me. Uh, the first was something that made me think that this was intentional. And then another thing that kind of gave me a little bit of hope and I found interesting. The first thing was that the Silicon uh, Valley Bank, and as I've learned, the other recent banks who have uh, failed, were uh, fairly heavily invested in cryptocurrency. And I noted from the beginning of the Biden administration that they were hostile to cryptocurrency. And the reason that they're hostile to cryptocurrency is that cryptocurrency provides a lane through which a parallel economy can occur. And the Biden administration, being comprised of global socialists, global communists, um, do not want a parallel economy happening. They want the people of the world and the people of the United States specifically to be dependent upon the government economically. You will own nothing and be happy. This is an actual quote, an actual globalist belief, the and, and, and a communist um, pillar is the elimination 
of private property. It is the exact antithesis not only of the Constitution of the United States, which states that no man may be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, but it is also directly uh, opposed to biblical precept. If you will look at the uh, Ten Commandments, one of the Ten Commandments is, Thou shalt not steal. And if stealing is such a big deal to God that he puts it in the top ten of his commandments, that is an indication that private property actually exists. Private ownership exists. So communism and this concept of uh, uh, collectivist ownership runs 180 degrees counter to not only the Constitution of the United States, but also the Bible. So if you call yourself a socialist and a Christian, you might need to read both uh, major books on the subjects of socialism and, uh, and, and your religion that you claim to espouse. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Uh, the socialists don't want a parallel economy to occur, and a parallel economy was and is developing as we speak. We can see it in entertainment. We can see it in uh, the tech sector, which also, interestingly, was... Uh, involved in these banks. You see, these banks uh, were heavily invested in tech startups, and tech startups, most recent tech startups, are going along the, the parallel uh, economy to um, create alternatives to the major tech companies like Google, like Amazon, like Apple, like Microsoft, who are very much in bed with the federal government and very much globalists in their belief systems. And these tech startups uh, were doing, and their parallel economy, were doing quite well. Um, just in a, as an example, and I don't know if this company was in any way affected by these banks collapsing, but Rumble. Rumble is a... Uh, uh, an alternative platform to YouTube, and Rumble is exploding. It's it's getting more and more popular by the day. Uh, other similar ones, uh, you've got Odyssey, you've got BitChute. These are alternatives, just alternatives to the video streaming type, uh, or independent video streaming type uh, situation that you find in YouTube. So it just happens to serve the uh, purposes of the federal government, which is currently overrun by globalists. And I find that interesting, that both cryptocurrency and startup tech companies parallel uh, economy the parallel economy that rivals the economy that the federal government wishes to control uh, 
uh, has been affected by this. However, there is also something that I found interesting that kind of gives me a little bit of hope. And that little bit of hope is that these companies, these banks, were also invested in, and fairly heavily as I understand it, and again, I'm just, this is just what I know right now. I haven't done any digging, uh, or well, I, I have done a little bit of digging, but I haven't done as much digging as I like to do. Uh, but at least um, the uh, Silicon Valley was heavily invested in ESG, which is the social credit system that uh, the Biden administration, the globalists in general, want to uh, enforce in the United States. If you don't know what ESG is, ESG stands for Environmental Social Governance. And it is a social credit system based on that of communist China. And it has been heavily uh, inserted into our economic system via uh, investment companies like BlackRock. BlackRock being a multi-billion dollar, if not trillion dollar um, investment firm. Now... As was wisely said uh, by Margaret Thatcher back in the 80s, the problem with socialism is that you eventually run out of other people's money. And that has started to happen with ESG. Another a huge example, um, Disney Corporation. Disney Corporation is heavily, heavily involved with ESG to the point that they have gone from a family-friendly entertainment corporation to a 100%, and I mean 100%, socialist, globalist, propaganda outlet. 100%. There is nothing Disney does now. Nothing. With the possible exception of The Mandalorian, but even that. There is nothing that Disney does that is not involved in heavily pushing the socialist, globalist agenda. And they are very, very heavily interested uh, or influenced or invested in by uh, three major companies that push the ESG agenda. Now, these the way that these investment corporations work is that uh, your 401k or you personally invest in their company and then their company invests in other companies. But what they have been doing is using your money if you are invested with them, they have been using your money to force these globalist socialist changes in other corporations. They say, I'm a big trillion dollar company. 
And if you, a private corporation, do what I tell you to do, then I will invest my multiple trillions of dollars in your company. Even if it causes you to lose money, I will back up those losses with the money that I have. Basically, the investing firm acting as if the money that you have invested with them is their money. If this sounds familiar, yes, it is. It is the exact same kind of dodge that the Democrat Party, that the now establishment uniparty that uh, owns the federal government, has been doing with our tax dollars. We steal money from you via taxes, exorbitant taxes, and we use that money to forward our agenda. Well, uh, as has borne out, they have started running out of our money to the point where they have to print their own, thus devaluing our money. They can't keep this up. This is an untenable economic situation. If you continue to devalue your currency, your currency loses value. The dollar will be able, it loses its purchase power. What a dollar can buy now uh, is less than what it could buy 10, 15 years ago. So what did they do? Well, we can't continue to tax, so what we'll do is we'll pull it into the private sector, and we'll pull it into the private sector via these uh, massive investment firms. And these massive investment firms, we will insert our people, globalists, socialists, into the uh, boards that are controlling these major uh, investment firms. And so now your money is being taxed from you and used against you by the federal government and the money that you privately invest is also being used against you by these major corporations. My point being that in both of these cases, they're running out of money. Disney just as an example, has had massive, and I am talking to the tune of billions and billions of dollars just in the past two years. Multiple billions of dollars in the past two years. Folks, there ain't enough investment money in the world to cover that. And I think for the first time in history, was it last year, um, BlackRock who is not the only firm that does this, but they are the poster child for this kind of activity, posted a loss. That's my understanding, anyway. So, the whole ESG thing is collapsing. This is good news and bad news. The reason that it's good news is that it is further proof that socialism will never, ever, ever take hold in the United States. Ever. If you are a diehard socialist, if you are a woke-tard, I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. This globalist ideal, this, this, this concept that you have of the United States becoming 
a globalist socialist utopia is not going to happen. Now, in a little bit, we're going to get into the fact that, yes, your globalist utopia is going to happen, but it's going to happen without the United States. I'm going to get into that in, in, in a little bit. Uh, at any rate, so that's the good news. The bad news is that the U.S. dollar, uh, the direction that things are headed right now with inflation, and, and again, this is intentional. All of these things are intentional. The inflation of the U.S. dollar, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar, all of this, the, the destruction of the U.S. economy is intentional. The reason it's intentional is because in order for a global, one-world socialist government to exist, the U.S. has to cease to exist. The United States, for the past hundred years or more, has stood in the way of a globalist socialist utopia because we have been so powerful because our economy has been so powerful, and because our economy, through capitalism, has been so powerful, we have had the most powerful military. And so when anybody arose uh, who had these concepts of a globalist socialist utopia, like uh, Hitler, uh, or, or any, any form of world domination, uh, we stepped in to stop them. We and our uh, capitalist allies stepped in to stop them, and we were able to do so because we had such a powerful economy and also because we had such powerful values, values which were based in Judeo-Christian history. It's a discussion for another time, but it's a fact so it behooves the globalists to destroy our economy. It also behooves the socialists to destroy our value system. And if you would go back to, I believe it was 1962, 1963, there, were, there was a list of goals that the Soviet communists had for the United States. The first thing was to take over one or both political parties check. Uh, and then it, it went on down, but one of uh, the, the main concepts of these things were to destroy the U.S. economy and to destroy the Judeo-Christian values that the United States had. They're very close to accomplishing this, except for some minor issues that the fact that there is a God and he is in charge, but we'll get into that later. Either way, um, here's what I see potentially happening. Worst case scenario. Worst case scenario. If the U.S. economy completely and totally collapses, if the globalists get exactly what they want and they're able to destroy the U.S. economy entirely, this will only serve to hasten a national divorce. And, and I'm telling you folks, 
if a national divorce happens, the leader, the way I see it right now anyway, the leader of this national divorce is going to be the great and wonderful state of Texas. A lot of people think this. Matter of fact, I have mentioned this before, that there was a, uh, a Russian social scientist, and this was back in the early 90s. He released a uh, statement, a paper, a discussion, whatever, about how he felt that the United States was going to uh, basically be balkanized. He felt that it was going to be along uh, racial lines, um, obviously, and that's understandable because that's the way it works in Eastern Europe and Asia. That just indicates a slight lack of understanding of our culture. But either way, um, he was saying that the first nation that was going to split off was going to be Texas, and, and Texas was going to take a lot of states along with it. Uh, uh, the next state that was going to go almost immediately after Texas is going to be Oklahoma, followed shortly by Louisiana. I agree with this. If a national divorce is going to occur, Texas is going to lead the way. I think what is probably going to end up happening, however, is... Uh, and we'll stick to the economics of this for now. Um, Texas already is discussing a referendum for secession from the United States. Not kidding. This is actually being discussed right now in our legislature. Uh, it was voted on as a plank for the Texas Republican Party just last year at our convention that a referendum would be placed before the people of Texas for secession from the United States. Yes. And for the first time, it, and this has been going on for a while, as just a kind of a fringe type of ideal, it was placed as a plank in the Republican Party of Texas. And it is being discussed in our legislature right now. I don't know if it's going to make it through this particular session, but it will make it through the next session. I can almost guarantee it if a special session is not called to get it passed through. Um, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Don't kid yourself about, oh, the U.S. military, blah, blah. No, that ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and that's a discussion for another time. But uh, if Texas breaks off again, uh, I think that, again, like this Russian was saying, Oklahoma is going to be right after, and Louisiana is going to shortly be thereafter. And I actually think that uh, all of the Gulf states, all the way across to Florida, are going to, to go. This is going to create a situation such that our economy down here in Texas and the Gulf states and Oklahoma and any other states that fall in, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, these states will immediately create their own either physical, I mean, you know, like paper money crypto or cryptocurrency based on physical assets. Those physical assets being gold 
and oil. In Texas, we have our own gold depository. <clears throat> Excuse me, the United States has Fort Knox. In Texas, we have our own gold depository. Also in Texas, if you didn't know, we have our own power grid, which is completely separate from the power grid of the United States. We also happen to have, uh, we and the Gulf states happen to have pretty much all of the oil refineries in the United States, if the Gulf states and Texas do break off, that means that the rest of the states will immediately become dependent upon us. And again, you can bring in the whole concept of uh, United States military and so forth. And if you do, that means that you simply do not understand the makeup of the United States military. Excuse me while I drink my tea. Ah, yes, is it, it is iced. Yes, it is sweet. It is Davidson's Earl Grey Black. And that is my morning tea. Ah, but I digress. So, that's one thing that a complete economic collapse, should it happen, uh, that's one thing that will occur. It will hasten the national divorce, and I mean really hasten it, which could bring an end to the United States as it exists. However, what I want to cement into this is that if the domino effect happens as rapidly as I believe it will, because you, you, you have to understand the mechanics of this situation, the political realities are that the red states are not as dependent upon the federal government as the federal government is on the red states. And as the red states peel off and start to rebuild the United States as it was founded under the Constitution, the blue states and their influence will become smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And it won't only go to the state level. But what will happen is the political reality that there's no such thing as a blue state will start to appear. Rather, there are merely state capitals and large urban areas that are controlled by the globalist Democrats. And you will start to see counties peeling away and joining the red states, slowly closing out those uh, blue counties. And then the reality that there's no such thing as a blue county or a blue city is going to start to occur because you will have a mass exodus from those blue counties and blue cities into the red counties and red cities. And eventually the areas that were held by the globalist Democrats 
will be absorbed into the red areas. And so the United States will be rebuilt on an economy of physical assets, i.e. gold, or is it EG? EG, gold, and oil. The breadbasket of the United States is going to be able to feed us just fine, especially here in the South. Not only do we have, uh, and in Texas, uh, we have a, a great agriculture. We have, and, and Oklahoma as well. Yes, I know. I know. It's Oklahoma, but still, put that all aside. Um, but we also, again, we have oil we have natural gas, uh, and um, for those who are worried about food, we have an absolutely inexhaustible source of protein down here in the South in the form of feral hogs. So, and the situation with feral hogs is such that and has been for a while, if you allowed hunting 24-7, 365, all year round, we still wouldn't be able to keep up with their reproduction. So we're going to be fine when it comes to food. I, I And I think we're going to be fine when it comes to the economy, too. We're just, I mean, it's going to be very, pretty quick uh, that we switch over to a new economy and that we dump the U.S. dollar. Um, so, again, worst case scenario. If the U.S. economy completely tanks, that's the way I see things occurring. At least those of us here. And, again, it will spread uh, freedom. A good economy will spread rapidly down the center of the United States and outward to the coasts. It's going to happen if the U.S. economy tanks. That's the way I see that occurring. Uh, next segment, we will talk about the other issue. Now, you know what? Let's just keep going. I'm on a roll, kind of. Uh, the next thing that, that I really that caught my attention greatly was there was a massive assault uh, against our border in El Paso. And once again, this brings into question the relationship between the federal government and the states, especially between the federal government and Texas. And just to jump back on that subject of the concept of a referendum being placed before the people of Texas to secede from the Union... I'm not saying that if that referendum passed that the that Texas would secede from the union that would be a shot across the bow of the United States saying hey we have voted to do this and we would probably start making moves to the we but we have already been making moves to do that we've got our own depository and we've got our gold out of New York and back here to Texas and so forth as, as I understand the situation but um, the federal government, like I said, they are dedicated to 
destroying the United States so that it can be brought into the fold of globalism under the World Economic Forum, or whatever they want to call it, the United Nations, World Economic Forum, a, a unified socialist globalist government. This is going to fail. This time. Um, part of that is trying to destroy the state of Texas because they know that Texas is the state that is most likely to secede and most likely to bring other states with it. And we are the strongest state uh, economically and militarily uh, when it comes to that type of situation. So they want to destroy us. And of course, the way to destroy us is to do what Biden has done, what Obama did before him. Open the border, arm the cartels uh, with U.S. military uh, type hardware. And sorry, folks, lost my place. Uh, had to deal with uh, the kids who are off this week because it's spring break. So anyway, um, the referendum uh, for Texas to secede, just, just so that everybody knows, uh, the most recent polls indicate that 66% of the population of Texas support separating from the United States. That just tells you where we are. And here's another reason why, is because the very second that Biden occupied the White House, he invited illegal aliens. He invited an invasion into the United States, specifically across the Texas border. He wants Texas to be invaded. He wants Texas to be overrun. And he is doing his best to facilitate this occurrence. There is no excuse for this. There is zero excuse for this. Zero excuse for this. Oh, they're seeking sanctuary. For then they can come in through the recognized ports of entry. We are not talking about people coming in legally seeking asylum or whatever. We are talking about people who are trying to overrun the border. We are talking about people who are comprised largely of military-aged young men, but also of women and children who are being trafficked by sex traffickers. The Biden administration knows this. The Democrats know this. The establishment uniparty knows this. They are assisting the cartels in doing this, they are doing, they're assisting the cartels, and then you've got private organizations like the Red Cross who are handing out pamphlets south of the border telling these invaders the best places to cross into the state of Texas. 
I'm telling you right now, the state of Texas, the people of Texas, we're already just about that far. We've already pretty much had it as far as this whole invasion situation. The people of the United States have just about had it. Right now, if you did not know this, this is actually happening on the Texas border. Because the federal government is refusing to defend the borders of Texas and the United States subsequently, there are uh, citizen militias coming down to Texas all from all over the United States. It's happening. And they are guarding the border. And they are going up against the cartels. And there have been situations where these citizen militias that are made up of military veterans who have been fighting wars for this government for the last 20 years, they have been running operations inside the border of Mexico to fight the cartels. And when the liberals in the United States heard about this, they got all upset about us illegally entering Mexico. If I mean, you can't make this stuff up, folks. The irony is, is ridiculous. It's insane. The Democrats and their rhino lapdogs who now together comprise the Establishment Party, what I call them anyway, the Establishment Party. Other people call them the Uniparty. Either way, they've been in bed with the cartels for a long time. Uh, Bush, W, was running guns to the cartels during his the latter half of his administration anyway. Obama continued running guns to the cartels during the first part of his uh, administration until it was discovered that it was going on uh, through the murder of a Border Patrol agent with a gun that came from the United States that was trafficked to the cartels via the ATF. So federal so-called law enforcement has actually been part of an organized criminal conspiracy for a lot longer than just the Biden administration. It was before Obama, too, folks. Biden continues to keep the border open for the free traffic of narcotics and of humans, little children and women. And... the cartels aren't going to do anything to harm this particular relationship. Which brings me to my next interesting point. 
one of the goals or one of the tactics or strategies, strategies, I don't know, but one of the ways that the Uniparty has been attempting to bring about the United States entry into a globalist government to enact the Great Reset imagined by Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum is through the creation of World War III. They're basically trying to recreate World War II by tanking our economy and by driving us into war. They're trying to manufacture the same situation that brought about World War II so that they can cement federal control over the states. And then through cementing federal control over the states, vote away our sovereignty into a globalist utopia uh, with the... Uh, that, that's their goal, basically. And, and war is one of the ways that they want to bring this about. The, the first way they tried to do it or tried to ease us into it was through uh, uh, climate zealotry. And that, rather, that never really caught hold that very quickly kind of died out. You know, back in the 70s, I remember the coming ice age. And then uh, in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, they were talking about global warming. And none of that really took hold. And then, of course, climate change, which is just people complaining about the weather. Um, that never took hold. Then they got us a big step closer with the uh, scamdemic by engineering a biological weapon, intentionally releasing that biological weapon, and using that intentional release to transfer massive amounts of wealth, excuse me, and power to the elites in government and private corporations that are in league with government. Uh, and again, to increase the power of the federal government. But that didn't seal the deal, largely because there were independent states in the United States that wouldn't go along with it. So now what they're trying to do is they're trying to create a World War III, and at first they tried to do it via Ukraine, but people just weren't having it, especially because people were sick and tired of being at war for the past 20 years in a situation that was also manufactured uh, to enrich and empower, again, federal government and private corporations in league with the federal government via the Bushes and the Obamas and so forth. And the McCains, can't forget them. Um, so the people were sick and tired of it. And we didn't want to get involved in another war, especially another war that has absolutely nothing to do with us. 
But they kept trying to sell the concept. Biden, uh, the Biden administration kept trying to sell the idea, oh, the reason that we're having inflation is because of the Russians invaded Ukraine. Only, only somebody who is more economically illiterate than me would buy that. I mean, even I know how inflation works. And uh, a foreign country invading another foreign country can't cause inflation in our country. It can't even cause inflation in their countries unless, of course, they start printing money like crazy, like our government did. But anyway, they kept trying to create this connection between us and Ukraine via, oh, you know, NATO. Well, Ukraine's not in NATO, but we want Ukraine to be in NATO, but they're not in NATO, and we don't want Ukraine in NATO. Nobody asked us, the people of the United States who are supposed to be in charge of this government. But hey, you know, what do I know? Um, but they kept trying to sell this, and so then that wasn't working at all. That that wasn't except for the the purple haired weirdos. Um, that nobody else was buying this crap. Nobody has any interest in this. Certainly don't have an interest in another major war, um, and especially not with a nuclear power like Russia. And then Russia gets in bed with China, and India, and so they get this bright idea that what we'll do is we'll try to start a war with China. And if we can start a war with China, that'll pull Russia in, and then we can be at war with Russia on a two-front kind of war, and that'll be really cool, just like World War II. And then we can, you know, uh, we can uh, do the same thing that, that FDR did in World War II, and we'll, we'll privatize, or we'll, we'll uh, take all the private businesses and, and take them... Uh, and federalize them, and we'll build up the war machine and stuff like that, and then we can take this into a whole global world system. Uh, and they did this by first uh, sending out these warnings to China. Oh, China, you'd better not help Russia. If you help Russia, then we're going to you know, do mean things to you. There will be consequences, these, these phantom consequences that... It never actually ever uh, show up when it, when it's threatened by Democrats. Uh, there will be consequences if if you give lethal aid to uh, to Russia. And China's like, yeah, we we weren't going to do that in the first place. As a matter of fact, what we're going to do is we're going to propose a peace deal. You're you're going to what? Yeah, we're going to propose a peace deal to try to stop what's going. No, no, we we don't want peace. No, no. Um. We're sending military to Taiwan. We're going to send a bunch of military to Taiwan, but by the way, to the tune of 200 people, 200 U.S. troops is sending military to Taiwan. Oh, we're going to build up our military in Taiwan. Oh, oh yeah, now, you, now you'd better start fighting us. Oh, we're, ooh, we're going to poke the bear. Oh, that's, that's the panda bear, by the way, not the Soviet bear, different bear. Um, and that, that isn't working. What's the next step? Well, and this this is still a concept that I'm not completely convinced about, but it's just kind of something that I noticed and I'll be keeping an eye on. Uh, Lindsey Graham, who is, uh, in my opinion, a completely 
he's a turncoat. Dude's not a Republican. He uh, always was John McCain's lapdog, and he's still John McCain's lapdog, even in death. And he has introduced a bill to authorize the use of military force against the cartels in Mexico. If you did not know it, the cartels in Mexico are very heavily in bed with the Chinese communists. The Chinese communists are supplying the cartels with very cheap fentanyl which the cartels are running up into the United States and making a large profit off of. Not as large a profit as they are making off of human trafficking, but still, they are making a pretty good profit off of it. And they are very closely tied with the Chinese communists. So, it would seem, and, and Lindsey Graham does not have, well, he's not smart enough. Lindsey Graham is an idiot, but... He does not have the best interests of the people of the United States at heart in any way, shape, or form. Lindsey Graham has Lindsey Graham's best interest at heart, and Lindsey Graham's best interests lie with the Uniparty, the globalist Uniparty in the federal government. So there's part of me that thinks that... They are taking advantage of a crisis, which is what the left does. Never let a crisis go to waste. And because of this recent unfortunate event where several U.S. citizens were kidnapped in Mexico, I believe two of them were killed, uh, the rest were released, and uh, today I guess they made it home is my understanding. Um, and with the apologies of the cartels, and I'm pretty sure that the guys who pulled this off did not have the uh, okay from the cartels, and I would also imagine that the guys that did this have already been taken care of in one way or another. Uh, the cartels, this is bad for business for the cartels. They don't want these kidnappings to happen. They want U.S. citizens to be fairly safe when they come down to visit Mexico. It's bad for their business otherwise. Well, now we've got a situation where Lindsey Graham is talking about using military force against the cartels, which is something that, by the way, I completely support, don't get me wrong, as long as it's done correctly. The thing to watch is whether or not the Democrats will back this. If the Democrats back this move, then it seems to me that what they're trying to do is start a proxy war with China via the cartels. That's pretty thin. It's pretty thin, but there's a connection there, and I don't believe in coincidence. And until this is proven a coincidence, I'm going to believe otherwise. So we got that situation going on. Now, for the for the really good news, in the end, folks, more tea. Ah. <sighs> That is good tea, folks. 
Again, that's Davidson's Earl Grey Black Tea. They don't pay me. I'm just telling you, it's good tea. If you like tea, Davidson's Organic Earl Grey Black Tea. They have a whole bunch of teas. I get mine from Amazon. Good tea. They also have an Earl Grey Green Tea, which I think actually is better than the black tea. Uh, Not to be racist against teas or anything. But again, to the good news. This is the good news here. And it's the good news that has been the good news for 2,000 years. If you are a Christian, as I am, none of this should frighten you in the least. Not even a little bit. The entire collapse of the United States should not worry you in the least. Doesn't, doesn't scare me. And you might say, well, well, why are you talking about all this stuff if it doesn't bother you? Folks, I find all of the things that are happening right now amazingly fascinating. Because I look at them through the lens of the Bible. These things have to happen. In order for things to progress as they are going to progress from a biblical standpoint. All right. There are still prophecies from the Bible that have not yet been fulfilled. And I'm not talking about Revelation. That has not yet been fulfilled either. But I'm talking about specifically the prophecy of Ezekiel 38. The prophecy of Ezekiel 38 talks about a multinational military group coming against Israel, surrounding Israel and coming against Israel to destroy Israel. This multinational group is going to be led by Russia in conjunction with Iran and Turkey. And if you have not noticed... Since the Obama administration, Russia, Iran, and Turkey have been getting closer and closer. Mostly Russia and Iran, but Turkey has kind of been moving closer in there as well. And the thing that I find most fascinating with relation to what we were just discussing is the fact that It is pointed out in Ezekiel 38 that Israel is completely alone. Nobody is an ally of Israel when this happens. That being the case, folks, the United States cannot exist as it currently exists. So, I'm here to tell you that at some point in the future, the United States will cease to exist as it currently exists. One of the ways that I have speculated that that will occur, and, I, and I've, I've, in the past, I said that I see this occurring either through uh, the rapture or through a civil war or both. Now I am at the point that I don't believe that the rapture is going to be happening anytime soon. Could be wrong. Frequently am, ask my wife. 
Um, but I can see a national divorce occurring. However, as I pointed out, the way that I currently see the national divorce going, it's actually going to end up being a rebirth of the United States. And this theory of mine kind of jibes with the theory of another YouTube personality or a YouTube personality. I am not a YouTube personality because YouTube would censor me almost immediately. So I don't even publish on there. But a YouTube personality that I follow, um, and I, I can't remember his name right off, but he has really good... Uh, uh, really good videos as far as uh, this kind of stuff is concerned. He's—he's. He's, I don't know if he's a Christian per se, but uh, his grasp of culture and history uh, is impressive. As a matter of fact, let me hang on just a second. Let me look up who this guy is because I want to tell you about him. What if alt hist? What if alt hist? Uh, is the the name of the YouTuber. Just looked it up for you. Just like that. It's magic. Um, check him out. He theorizes that uh, the United States is going to see actually a, another boom. And I kind of tend to agree with him. And the reason that I tend to agree with him is because I am seeing the beginnings of a Christian revival in the United States. Just a hint of it right now, and hopefully it will continue. Don't know. We'll have to see. That's what we're supposed to be praying for. Those of you who are Christians out there, if you are not praying for revival, you are not doing your job. Anyway, there is a Christian revival going on all over the world. Uh, and I believe it has finally reached the United States. And I think with this revival, the left is going to fall. And it may happen the way that I talked about, theorized with this national divorce that will actually end up being a rebirth of the United States. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to work or if it's going to happen. Um, but if it does... Uh, what if Alt-Hist seems to think that this will herald a, uh, not, not the, he, he doesn't talk about the Christian revival, but he sees a, an economic resurgence of the United States, a political resurgence of the United States that will last a hundred years, in his words, uh, potentially. Uh, he also sees the uh, fall of, or the, 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 basically separation of Canada and uh, large parts of Canada joining the United States. And once again, maybe connecting us with uh, uh, Alaska. I don't know. We'll see. That's what he supposes is a, is a possibility. I agree that it is a possibility. I think that we are going to see a political, economic, and otherwise resurgence, but most importantly, uh, spiritual resurgence in the United States. I think that's going to happen. But for that to happen, 
a lot of uncomfortable things are going to have to have to happen first. And those uncomfortable things, I think, are very close to happening. Um, but all of this, I think, is going to work. Well, I know all of this ultimately is going to work out for the best. Which brings us into, uh, you know, the whole Bible thing. I've read the book all the way to the end, so I know how everything ends. And if you're a Christian, a real Christian, by the way, then we we got nothing to worry about. If you're a real Christian, you never have anything to worry about. But we still do sometimes, don't we? Uh, however, from uh, a standpoint of the United States, I kind of tend to agree with what if alt hist that the United States is going to see some kind of resurgence. Uh, currently, I think that it's going to work out the way that I theorized earlier with the national divorce slash rebirth of the United States under the Constitution. Um, but it could go any number of ways. The situation right now is in so much flux that it could go anyway. There's There's no telling, and it's exciting. I mean, for me... This is just, this is the bomb diggity, as as the kids these days, uh, maybe these days, say. I don't know. Shows you how old I am. Anyway, this was a long one, folks. This is, uh, this is a podcast episode in and of itself, I think. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions whatsoever, do not be afraid to hit me up in the comments section or email me at docbryantshow at zohomail.com. That's Z-O-H-O-Mail.com. You can also reach me on social media, Gab, Getter, Minds, and Truth Social at Doc Bryant. And also on uh, Twitter at Doc Bryant Actual. If you are listening to this podcast and want to watch my videos, my videos are available on uh, Rumble, BitChute, and Odyssey. And uh, if you are watching this on Rumble, BitChute, and or Odyssey, then my podcast is available as Doc Bryant Show. And it's pretty much anywhere you can get podcasts like Spotify, Amazon, Audible, um, Stitcher, uh, but not Apple. Not Apple, because I will not fill out the paperwork. They got like three pages of crap that I have to fill out, and I'm not going through that just to put my podcast up there. Once again, thank you very much for listening, and I will talk to you all later.